everyone, welcome back to Morenitas Abroad. I'm Michelle. And I'm Brittany. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome and thanks for listening. So we took a little hiatus, but we're back. And unless you've been living under a rock, you have to be aware of everything that's happening in the States right now. Racism is a heavy topic. And in our last episode, we actually discussed our own personal experiences with racism in the U.S. and abroad. But recently, with everything that's been going on, I've had a bunch of friends contacting me, asking how they can help, what can they do. They've also been wanting to reach out, but they weren't sure what to say. So today, we want to have an open dialogue about the current state of what's going on and what you can do to help. The recent deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery um, have really sparked the, the protests and the riots and just um, everything that's going on right now. Black women and men are shot and killed by police officers and they don't have any repercussions. They continue doing their job. They don't, even if they do go to court, they're found not guilty of doing anything wrong. And this whole George Floyd thing and having the video of his murder posted, I think definitely opened the eyes of a bunch of non-black people (laughs) like I don't know I think it just opened a lot of people's eyes and they realized like wait this really is an injustice because I think when you in the past when you would hear these stories of like an officer shot or beat up a black man it was just washed away like it wasn't a big deal people would think like oh I was Maybe the black person was doing this wrong or doing this. He was resisting arrest, whatever, whatever. But you can clearly see it in this video of George Floyd that this man is on the ground, handcuffed. He's crying for his life, saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Like, it's just so... I couldn't even watch the video, but it just... Yeah, I couldn't watch it. I, I didn't need to watch it to know that it's an injustice, but I know, like, other people have, and... It's just an obvious, blatant killing, murder. And he needs to be held accountable for it. And the fact that he wasn't being held accountable for it is what sparked all of this. And the same thing with Ahmad Avery that, I mean, yes, the people who shot him when the poor boy was just running down the street exercising, they have been arrested now, but they were arrested two months after they had already shot him. The only reason that they were arrested was because his murder went viral. Yeah, the crazy thing is that there's been so many instances of these killings and these murders, and they've been recorded. It's not like they haven't, but I feel like this one, for some reason, maybe it was just like people saw it more clearly. I mean, as if the other ones weren't clear enough. I think it's... Not that more clearly, I just tired of the same thing. Like how many times, we probably can't even count how many times we've seen or heard of a black man being killed by police officers. Like I remember one story, this man was in his backyard and the police thought he was someone else and like just shot him. Like I think like 13 times or something. I just watched um, the show on Netflix that talked about like old cases and It was this young boy um, from Africa, I think like from Nigeria, I'm not sure which country, that moved here to start a new life. Um, His family was even well off in his own country, but he thought the American dream and moved here, was living in New York, and police officers were looking for a rape suspect. I guess he fit the description because he's black. (laughs) 
Um, they found him in his like doorway. He was going to take out his wallet. They shot him 41 times. Four officers, 41 times. How do you justify 41 times? And this happened in the early 90s. Like, 41 times. Have you ever been to a gun range? Like, have you gone shooting? Okay, I've gone shooting to, like, shoot off, like, 10 rounds. Like, come on, like, that's not justified. The poor man, after two, three shots, probably on the floor, like, dying, like, 41. And some of those police officers, nothing happened. They're found not guilty. And they continued working for the New York Police Department, some of them, like, after the fact. So it's just, I think, a culmination of all these years of the same story and absolutely no justice that it's just people are at the breaking point. And I think now that these things do become so viral non-black people are realizing like that this is wrong something does need to be done and are kind of understanding like the injustices that have always been there that we have always seen as black people but that they haven't because they've been privileged enough not to have to deal with it yeah but my thing is i wonder what was like the critical point of like George, like, why didn't this happen with Breonna Taylor? Like, are you get me? Like, the protests and everything that's going on right now, I know, I feel like his death really just, like, the anger just set off with his. And, like, especially, like, white people, I feel like this video, I don't know, just, like, surprised him in a different way. But it's, like, what, what was different? This is just another person being killed who didn't deserve. Why does it take this long or why does it take this video for you guys to finally wake up or finally, like, realize all the injustices that we've been going through, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but I think it also didn't help, um, and it would never help, the fact that he wasn't arrested at all and it's a blatant murder, that no actions were done after the fact. And I think, in a weird way, like, the whole coronavirus thing, how everyone is at home, (laughs) more or less and like on social media that it just gained like such a big outcry um i know though that my friend she actually lives in minneapolis where his murder occurred and um the whole protesting like started out peaceful and all these things but then it began turned into rioting and now it just i don't know yeah, it's a bit crazy. But I mean, but I think that comes with everything. You're going to have good and bad. You know, some people might take advantage of everything that's happening for their own benefit. But I I mean, I have different different opinions, like conflicted opinions about everything because I think the anger is so like deeply seated, deeply rooted that at this point, if I was there, like I'd be mad too. Like I can get the anger of wanting to like break into stores. I mean, it's not the fact that people want to, you know, ruin these people's businesses, you know, these are small businesses also, they're not just big corporations that are being destroyed, you know? Also, there's, like, no actual evidence, per se, of, like, that who is, who are the people looting, who are the people breaking into these stores, like, yeah, there are some videos of, like, the Target and stuff like that, but then there are also articles saying that people from Antifa and, like, white supremacists are there, breaking these things to make <coughs> to make this movement of change um i guess seem bad or like deteriorate i don't know take away from the actual message yeah, to distract yeah to distract yeah. people for sure um yeah i mean exactly what i was saying i feel like it's very conflicting and like the message can get construed 
But I understand it. I feel like, and I think it's very hard for anyone else who's not black to understand it because I've spoken to friends who are just like, I mean, yeah, I get it, but you don't have to, you know, be violent or you don't have to do this. But I'm like, if you were this mad, like if your, you know, people were being targeted for this long without any, you know, justice and for really no reason other than just the color of your skin, you would be this mad too. Like you'd want to like burn shit down. Also, that's so true, but it's not just, it's not just like these injustices or like being treated different because you're black, like. I mean, me personally, I've never had this experience, and I think, like, that's the difference in growing up in South Florida, that it is so um, mixed, like, it's a melting pot, there are so many different races, but, like, in Minneapolis, everything is very segregated, like, there are the poor areas, like, the white areas, suburbs, like, it's still very much, um, like, segregated in that sense, and, like, imagine these grandparents are the same people that cops like put them on the floor put a gun in their face they pull them over instead of just asking them for their license it's like get out of the car with their gun in their face like these are people that have most likely dealt with the overreaching of the police like the blatant racism of the police like you don't know what they've been through you don't know if their grandpa dad brother sister anyone has been murdered by the police um taken into jail and are in jail maybe on a drug charge that if it was a white person with the same amount of drugs on them they probably wouldn't be in jail like just all these different injustices have been building up over so many years that what else do you expect people to do and i obviously don't condone looting and things like that but what else do you want someone to do when they've had to deal with these things for generations on generations and generations yeah i think the main focus is just like the anger and how much it is i think it's unfortunate that you know small businesses people who are like family businesses who spent their entire lives like making their business work and it's the only way that they can provide for themselves and their family like they're getting destroyed and i think it sucks yeah Um, i agree i mean i I think that's awful. Like, if you're going to go looting, go to Target, Walmart. Like, don't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, like, you know, it is really sad to see, like, these mom and pop, like, small businesses getting destroyed. But it's a little more sad to me to watch this man have a knee on his neck and get murdered. Because at the end of the day, things can be replaced. These businesses, like, do have insurance. Um, But, like, a life was taken and lives have been taken by people who are supposed to protect and serve they're supposed to protect you us exactly yeah you're not supposed to be scared that's and i think that's the craziest thing too it's like you're put into this position because you're supposed to be you know like like you said protecting people but at this but now it's become like i'm scared of you you know like i get pulled over maybe i'm speeding but i wonder if you're gonna you know target me for something else i mean i know like once i got a car like my mom sat down with me and she's like if you're getting pulled over by the police like never stop like um in a non-crowded area like don't just pull over on the highway like yeah like make sure when you pull over you're stopping in a public place like there are people that can see you in case anything does happen and i think it's sad that like every black person parent has had to have that conversation with their son or daughter and that is never ever something a white person would even think about or have that conversation with their child because they're they're that threat is just not there for white people and it's always there for black people 
Exactly. And I feel like with that just comes like an anxiety, just like with being black when you walk into a room or you have a job interview or just any type of thing. Like you wonder if you're going to be treated a certain way because you're black. And so I think from with us growing up like this with that fear and with that anxiety now when it's like I've had to be so careful and so cautious my entire life to like not step on anyone's toes, you know, or like because I look a certain way now that I'm getting killed, you know, for no reason, just because I look a certain way, now it's just like, I'm mad. You know, like, <laughs> I've had to condition my whole life around being black, and now, as much as I try and try, people are still, you know, you know, being racist towards me, killing me, like, it's just like, now, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you have to try different ways. So, definitely, I, like you said, like, I don't agree with the looting. Um, thankfully, I think the other day, on Wednesday, they said there had been protests in all 50 states, and that was just, like, such a big thing. Because like wow, there's there's support from you know everywhere. But even with a peaceful protest, I feel like our eyes are being, you know, open to different things because you've seen the police be violent to people who are still protesting peacefully, who are doing nothing wrong. Um, I saw the video the other day of this girl and a guy being pulled out of their car. I mean, like they were literally in the middle of driving. Yeah, I think I saw that one. And it was just like I so saw random. Yeah, I saw one where they were literally shooting for fun um, gas bullets at a car with a black man and his pregnant wife. And he gets out of the car and he's like, stop shooting. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. And they just keep shooting at the car. Boop, boop, boop. That's like crazy. gas, like at this pregnant woman. Like they don't care. Um, the whole thing with social media, like it goes both ways. You can see the bad. You can see the good. But one thing I really hate not hate I don't like seeing at the moment is people posting these photos with like the police officer like hugging a black person like okay cool you did that like and then what did you do 10 seconds after that or what did you do a year ago like were you just hugging black people on the street like of course not like stop posting these things to justify and like try and make the whole policing system seem like it's not bad mm -hmm. when it yeah, was like it's not flawed yeah, yeah exactly like it's not flawed exactly like it was literally policing came from them come trying to round up all the slaves when they ran away they had the slave patrol like and it's like woohoo there's one good cop like okay you hug a black person like okay and what like it's the system that's wrong like there needs to be change you know yeah so i think it's the system. And it's horrible. And I, I think it's even worse now. And you can see how just corrupted the system is now in Minnesota, right? I believe. Um, where they're doing martial law. Mm -hmm. Where they, you know, activated martial law. And yeah. it's just ridiculous because you would think we're in a war. To not be able to leave your house, there's, like, the army basically outside of your house yeah. marching, telling you to get inside. You know, like, it's dark. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's like, what is this? Yeah, and then... Two weeks ago, a month ago, on the coronavirus, they're not telling anyone to go inside. They want you to be outside so you can die. But if you're trying to fight for something that is obviously wrong, I just feel like they want you to shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Don't do exactly. it. Like, stay, sit back in your corner. You, schools are segregated. You should be happy. We have the same water fountain. You should be happy. No, the whole system in itself is rigged against black people. Look at the incarceration percentage of black people versus white people. Like, it's not that black people are doing more crimes. 
it's like a proven fact. It's just they are the judges are less lenient towards them. The cops are less lenient towards them. Most of the time, their bail is set to where they can't pay it. Like, it's just the whole system in itself is rigged. Even if you look at education, um, schools in lower income areas, they don't have good teachers. They don't have good resources. Like, you look where we're from, Hallandale High versus Western. Like or Weston, whatever it's called. Like, one has an equestrian team. <laughs> like, one, like, barely has a basketball team. Like, you know? So it's just... Everything is set up for the detriment of black people. Like, w- the system is not equal to everyone. And if you don't see that, and you don't see that inequality, then, like, there's nothing that I can say to that type of person or do to help them see it. I think an attempt to help everyone, you know, see the injustice was was Blackout Tuesday with everyone posting the hashtag um, and posting a black square and I feel that was their attempt to, I think it was also like an attempt to show like what it is to have, to not have black culture for a day, you know, like, like the a world without women or a day without women like they've done before um, for women's rights and I think that was trying to be like what it's like if all black people kind of just stand back for a day i'm not sure what the well when i first heard about blackout tuesday i had read that it was to for black people and anyone who wants to stand with us to not spend any money that's what i first started that it started out as so like on that day you don't buy anything and let them see how the economy is swayed by of course the black dollar like our dollar i've seen this is something different, but our dollar circulates outside of our community way faster than any other community. I think, like, Asians, it stays for, like, 60 days. Like, Jews, it stays for 17 days. Like, and black Americans, within six hours, it's outside of the community. Like, that dollar doesn't stay in our community. But whatever. So that's how I heard that it started out. In the end, it just ended up being a whole bunch of black squares on my timeline. Like, how does that help me or anyone? I found it very counterproductive. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think it I think it kinda seemed pointless to me. I feel like people were just posting black squares and they didn't even know what they were doing or what that it was supposed yeah. to represent. And then there was the whole confusion of people posting the black square but then the Black Lives Matter hashtag and mm-hmm. then having to take it down and repost. And it was just like at the end these are just a bunch of black squares. Can we just continue to put like useful information out? Yeah, and that's the thing. What information is being out there with a black square? Yeah. Like <laughs> completely. And it's just, it would, I feel like it was just unnecessary. I get there was, like, good intention behind it, but it just wasn't, wasn't related or wasn't done, doesn't, wasn't done well. But I think yeah. that's also what comes with social media and knowing how to use it for your benefits and not. Because people have used just these instances to, I don't know, skew their own message or portray themselves as a way that they aren't even, you know? I mean... The thing, social media was always have its good and bad points, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, I know that I've seen a few businesses, like, post, like, oh, we're in support of black people, like, a world with all these different colored hands holding it, but if you scroll down their page, you don't see one black person in their advertising or, like, um, I even know because this is, everyone knows the company Revolve, 
right? Like revolve around the world, all those trips that they do. And I remember me and my best friend, um, one of my best friends, Fabi, she's black as well. And we were talking, we're like, oh my gosh, like it's all white girls, like long pretty hair, like there's never any black girls there. And finally, I guess they were called out in this opening awakening <laughs> and they posted something yesterday like, we realize we haven't been like that supportive of the black community. And I mean, as long as you acknowledge it and actually change towards it, then I guess I can't fault you. But if you don't actually change, then, like, stop. Stop being fake, <laughs> you know? Like, don't just do it to, like, show a good face. Yeah, because it, at the end of the day, they don't want to feel to feel guilty, feel bad, or just for their brand to lose, you know, its followers or its, its customers because they're not supporting it. But it's like, do it genuinely and do it because you really care and you realize that you need to be inclusive. And, you know, include this community because at the end of the day, you're probably getting most of your money. You're either you're profiting off of this community in some type of way, whether they're your main consumers or you're using the black culture in a way, you know, it's just I'm sure you're profiting Mm -hmm. off of it in some way. So, no, I definitely agree. Uh, Something that happened this week was that I'm a part of a club at my school and it's the entrepreneurship club and one of our coordinators asked us if we should put like a black image for blackout tuesday or if we should you know show our support in some way and she kind of wanted to like post all the black students at a school and post their achievements and i reached out to her and i said like i understand that you want to support but it has to be done in the right way you know the university has never pushed you know the minority students or shown their achievements in a way like this so for you to choose today Mm -hmm. to do it it just seems more like you just don't want to not to yeah it's like a pr sound for sure and i was like i get that you want to help and i and i understand it and the intention is seen and i appreciate it but people are not gonna really receive it's gonna be like oh now you want to you know (laughs) give give credit to all the black people at the school and the ones that are doing well and show our achievements and mind you the black community at the school is really underrepresented there's not that many kids so it's like like is this real like are you really trying or do you just want to show face? Yeah, is it just for show? Exactly. That's the part that it gets to me. It's like, don't just do these things for show because that's where I don't agree. Like, if you are racist or if you don't agree that there are no injustices towards black people, that's fine. That's your opinion. I think it's wrong, but that's your opinion. But, like, just don't fake it. Like, that's the one thing that's been killing me. Like, don't fake it. Don't just post because you think it's a cool thing to exactly. do. And that's I think that's what's been, like, another epidemic in another way. It's just, like, since, since George Floyd's death, it's been nonstop reposting or like just quotes of you know black support and I grew up with some you know kids who would make me feel some type of way about being black and now I see them reposting these things it's like huh like I don't know if really you've changed your mindset or you just don't want to not post anything and seem and seem weird because even myself like I was really cautious about what I did repost or post and I wasn't so like in a rush to post anything because I don't need to repost to show that I support my community, that I'm for this, or that I think this is a big, <laughs> I you know, a big deal. Yeah. I mean, how could you ever be against the justice for No, of course, of black. course. But it's like... like... Yeah, that's a... Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, 
all of this is kind of just a starting point and we will see where things go from here and I think it's great that a lot more people's eyes have been open to the injustices. I think it's amazing that there is this open dialogue. We are having the conversation. But the next step is how are we actually going to make a change? And what can we really do to make a change and not just have it be this momentum that stops here at an Instagram post? Or, I mean, or at a riot or, you know, like, because what needs to be done is we need to vote. Everyone needs to vote and not just voting for the president, voting for our elected officials and our local government, um, voting for police chiefs, like voting for judges. Finding this information, even though it is tedious, this is what makes a difference in the community from the day to day. And we can see that it's working because by everyone signing the positions, by them sending emails to elected officials, now all the officers have been charged, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can see that it's working and this is what it takes, but it's like, don't, don't just get lazy, you know? Don't think, okay, like, Yeah, this it takes work. Yeah, exactly. And you have to look, like, I think um, in Miami, they're about to pass a law that's going to fund the police system more, something of that nature. And mm-hmm. money that they didn't even need, money that could go to, you know, the minority communities and that could... Education. Exactly. Like, it needs to... Oh. So it's like, know yeah, what's, I know. I've what's been... happening in your city and and be yeah. be educated, really. I And I understand that sometimes it can feel tiresome and you're like, wow, this is just so much. I can't wrap my head, head around it. It's like so much to research. But it's like, this makes such a difference when you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I've seen a few states being like, defund the police department, like, they don't need any more money, and, like, I agree, what needs more money in the United States is the education system. Especially the ones in the minority communities, because I think the privileged communities have so much money already, you know, like, I went to Miramar, and I was in the baccalaureate program in Miramar, and we were supposed to be a really, I mean, a really good program, and I guess they put it at a predominantly black school because I don't know they wanted to get more opportunities but we lacked so many resources too yeah so it's like why if we're supposed to be a prestigious program why aren't we getting the same the same thing as if we were in Flanagan or you know if we we're in another school in another you know privileged yeah. area or just a better better class area so definitely I think just allocating the money and like the resources evenly like at the end of the day equality is always that we want <laughs> Yeah, just voting, like voting from the president and voting to the police chief or whatever, like voting in small elections, the biggest elections, we just, that is the way that I think things will change in the long run is getting these corrupt, like bigoted people out of office, these people who don't care um, about your skin color, who see you, I mean, who care? Who care about your skin color? Who see you as scary because you're black, or who see you as inferior because you're black? Like we need people who see equality and like will help everyone across the board in the same way. So just voting. I can't believe like we're gonna maybe have a new president soon. <laughs> so get out there and vote. Yeah, and I think that's a whole not- That's I think that's a whole nother thing because I feel like right now in the states we're kind of having to pick like one of the lesser evils you know it's not like we have a super super great candidate and like i feel like he's not that all inclusive yeah 
that's a whole other topic. But I feel like right now it's just like vote for someone that's just I mean, better than Trump. You really and have to think all presidential elections is mostly been the lesser of two evils. I mean, for you to be in politics and to have made it so far, I mean, you have to be like a little tainted, corrupt, whatever. I don't know how you got there, whatever. But, <laughs> like, I don't want to say all that because I don't think Obama is any of them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be the lesser of two evils. And I just think that, I mean, I think there's, like, an old Bible verse I don't know. But, like, when the head of the snake is, like, rotten, like, everything else is rotten. And it's just, like, the head of our country is a rotten, racist man. So it's trickling down into the system, like, even more than before. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I feel like the country started on those grounds anyway, mm-hmm. but it's just more and more, especially with him as president, it's just getting worse. So yeah, vote, but in the meantime, signing petitions, um, donating to, to foundations and worthy causes, like the a- ACLU, Black Feminist Project, even Black Lives Matter, um, the NAACP, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just groups that you know are, are fighting for these causes, supporting black businesses, because that's so crazy. I didn't even know the that about, like, the black dollar, how it just goes out of our community so yeah. fast. That's wild. Mm, six hours. <laughs> it's insane. So it's like, why don't we, you know, support ourselves and support, like, the things, the products, the everything that we're making and... I mean, segregation, I was, like, it was, it's obviously not okay, but black people were doing a lot better in itself when things were segregated because everything stayed within our community and after the fact it's just like it all goes outside of our community it doesn't stay within us and i think i don't know if you've seen the black panther um documentary you should watch it if you haven't so during that movement they made sure that things stayed within the community, that everyone took care of each other. They started like these breakfast initiatives that kids would come in the morning to eat breakfast because it's proven like when kids have breakfast, they have a better day, retain more information, blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously there was like the army side of the Black Panthers, but it just showed you that like we were rising up again to be this force against our oppression and what did they do they called them a terrorist group and they shot them all and killed them we're always seen as a threat when we just want to be our best selves yeah but i think that's where it comes from too because once we're united it's like like we shut shit down basically and i think that's what that's what scares them um but it's like once we know our worth and once we you like you stay united on the same front we have we have the potential to do a lot and i think that would be the best thing to come out of all of this and use social media to to the best ability to unite everyone really against this because then we can do so much more and it's it's show i think it's showing because things have been you know people have been charged and things are are changing um, but it just takes us being united for longer, not just for a temporary amount of time and then we're back to our normal lives, our normal routines. The thing, yeah, it takes being united for sure, but I just think it takes, it takes more. It doesn't take just black people in general. We can be united, but it takes everyone 
who sees the injustice to do something every day. It can be small, it can be big, but just do something. And it's, I would say it's not just the people who see the injustice because although people won't change until they until they want to, I think it's so important to have those difficult conversations with your friends, with your family, to to check them, to educate them, to wake them up to everything that's going on. I mean, yes, it's not our job to educate white people about things that we're going through because, I mean, we get educated in history class about all the, you know, all the things that are going on. It's like, I'm not your history teacher. I'm, you, I saw something the other day that's like, I paid to take a black history class and now these white people want me to like teach them about my history for free, you know? So it's like, it's not our job, but... At the same I mean, time, like, yeah. sometimes you think, if I don't do it, I don't know if there's going to be another person who does, so let me educate you really quick, or let me make you aware, because maybe someone else just doesn't have the guts to, or doesn't take the opportunity to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything against having an open discussion, but I feel like at the end of the day, the people that do need to be having those open discussions are white people with their families, because if I just go in there and I'm like, this, this, this... Like, it's not really eye-opening to them. They need to have those conversations within themselves and see those injustices. Like, my friend in Minneapolis, the same one, she told me that she, like, tried to have a conversation with her parents or, like, wrote them a letter and they just, like, shut it down. They're like, no, 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 this, this, the rioting is just not okay. And, like, not even being open to the other side of, like, why is the rioting happening? Like, why? Just seeing the wrong of it all and... At the end of the day, two most important things, voting, <laughs> well, three, donating and open dialogue, because that's all we can do. Have a conversation. Conversations and discussions are so you can get angry with someone else. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't always have to agree, but as long as you're open to listening and keeping an open mind, then I think that's a step forward. I think it's absurd to think that anyone could feel uncomfortable about what's going on or like uncomfortable about talking about it because it's like imagine if you had to grow up being black imagine all the uncomfortableness that comes with that so if you're uncomfortable just for this little minute yeah I totally agree with you but you have to realize there are just some people who they just don't see that you have like it's also very hard I think for us to like even imagine to the extent of being treated badly by white people because we do live in such a multicultural like area but like imagine if you go to like i don't know alabama like a fucking hick town like i don't know like middle of nowhere and like you're the only like black family like how do you think those people feel like every day and are treated every day and like the the other thing is not even how those black people are treated but those white people are not open to someone else's opinion like, they're very closed off already. I don't know. I just... I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... No, I get you, though, because we do have a different perspective being from South Florida where it's so mixed and we are not exposed to white people in the sense of if we even lived in North Florida or if we lived in another state. It's different. Completely different. So... And, I mean, thank God that we haven't had as bad experiences, you know? Like, we were fortunate but we also have to be aware that it's worse in so many other places and to be to be understanding for for those people but i think the most that we can do right now like you said vote um have those conversations and just hope and not just hope but strive to be better you know even in yourself 
educate yourself more like there's so many things that i don't even know about our own community so much about our own history that i don't know so it's like make, waking me up to think like i need to be better equipped i need to you know support more black businesses all this time i've been buying diva curl <laughs> i should have been buying like <laughs> like burning you know? out your hair oh yeah. my, i have a lawsuit against them fuck you diva girl <laughs> um but you no, know just real. like supporting <laughs> supporting our community and everything you know yeah. and and being more being more aware so i agree i think it's like really important to what you said is like learning the history of it all because like when I was growing up like my mom like made me learn like so much history like always took me to like black museums like when we would go to Georgia like we would always go to Martin Luther King's house like all these things and like these things that you don't learn in school because like of course they have black history month and they show you like oh Rosa Parks on the bus cool um Martin Luther King he walked on the street like cool but they don't really tell you the true stories of the things that have happened, like, in society to black people. Like, I read the other day that <laughs> after the Rosa Parks ordeal that black people stopped using the public transportation and there was no money going into public transportation and that's when they finally were like, okay, no, desegregate. Like, we have to take an action and a stand and that's something you never get taught in American history classes. Like, I remember anytime it was Black History Month, they're like, well, Brittany, how do you feel? What do you mean, how do I feel? How do these people feel? Like, how do they feel that their ancestors were, like, treating people badly? I think that that's another thing that is really messed up is, like, during Black History Month is asking the black students, oh, what do you think about this? Tell us that, like, no, you should be asking the white people to be thinking about it. I live with it every day. I live with my skin color every day. <laughs> like, they should be the ones that have to think and yeah. feel uncomfortable and have those discussions not me yeah and i saw something on instagram the other day that was like don't ask your black friends how they're doing or like don't ask them like how do you feel about this because it's like this is a reality this is what we've been living in since we were born it's more so like how are you going to change your mindset if you're a non-person of color and you know what can you be doing because at some point like I honestly felt overwhelmed. I had to, like, just delete the Instagram app. I didn't want to go on anymore because it was just overwhelming. There's so much going on, and it's... I mean, I feel like we go through it enough every day. So, of course, like, I want to support the movement. I want to support, you know, George Floyd and everyone that's been killed just for the color of their skin, and wrongfully so. Uh, but at the same time, it's a lot, and it's it's traumatic in a way. So it's like don't ask me how I'm doing just because, you know, of this instance, like I'm going through this all the time. So mm -hmm. more so like you figure out what you can do to, yeah. to stop this, but it, it's just definitely been, been a lot in an overload. So I think also people should take the time to, you know, check for their mental health and make sure that they're okay with, with all that's going on. But yeah, guys, it's, it's a lot. 2020 has taken us for a spin. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I hope by the end of 2020, we'll come out on top. We'll have a new president. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. I just, I hope that the momentum continues and it's not just a trend. 
And I hope the people that are posting these black squares actually educate themselves and realize the things that they do without even realizing that are prejudiced and that are not okay and that do affect black people. And I think it's been, and you can see it around the world, it's been happening. Like, even though this is happening in the States, I think the best thing that I've seen is that people all over are protesting like in the name of black people you know like we've been having a few protests here in Madrid and the ones that I've seen like I maybe see one black person in all of it mind you there is a small black community in Madrid but it's not just our black community doing it it's the Spanish people are doing it or like the the expats or whoever it is um and it's like wow there's support from Madrid there's support from Berlin there's support from Germany like people are really trying to show their support yeah, it's great. so so I really think that's that's a really good thing that's coming out of this and it's like worldwide so yeah hopefully we keep this momentum and keep it going and just promote equality for for everyone and to see past the skin color cuz it's like there's so much more yeah so like we said vote <laughs> Donate where you can, like, vote, 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 and support Black businesses. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 8, and thank you for supporting us this far. We'll be back soon with more episodes. Hasta luego!